welcome to the Hiring Enablement Podcast. My name is Gavin Spears, CEO of Solutions Driven, a global recruiting partner that guarantees right-first-time hiring. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how healthy hiring is productive hiring, and I'm delighted to be joined by Charmaine Erica, who is the VP of People and Culture at Logpoint. Charmaine, welcome to the podcast. I wondered if you could give a quick overview and introduction to yourself and career to date. Thank you so much for the invitation, Gavin. It's really a pleasure being here. Uh, my name is Shemaine, and as you said, I'm VP of People and Culture in Lockpoint. Lockpoint is a cybersecurity organization located in Denmark, but we are operating in, in the rest of the world. Uh, and within my last 15 years, I have been with tech organizations mainly, uh, where I have been driven the people agenda. And I think what that really defined the tech industry is a lot of change. It's many acquisitions, company mergers. So my key focus area is always how can we really retain those talents in this really hectic, uh, hyper-paced environment. Uh, so that has been my motivation for the last 16 years in total. Mm -hmm to understand what is it we can do as leaders for an organization to ensure that we keep developing, but also retaining our talents in our organization. Excellent. Super. And I know you're also very passionate about the subject around healthy hiring, yeah, translating absolutely. into productive hiring. Maybe just to, to jump into that, in, in your experience, what, what do you think yeah. um, or how can HR and business leaders align candidate needs with organizational goals really yeah. to drive that productivity and, and well-being yeah um i think it is a really really important question and um, so i think if we just go let's say five years back it was clear for both leaders and for uh, coming employees that uh, there should be a fit when it comes to competences but now i'm more actually focused at the cultural fit and also, um, I'm so keen and interested in knowing what is the whole uh, human being of the of, a, of of the employee that we are hiring. What is the employee's interest? And um, actually, listening to the employees, there is today a bigger um, <clears throat> a bigger need for well-being. There is a bigger uh, motivation for work-life balance mm -hmm. um, and uh, something that uh, I have been motivated extremely about it is both the physical health but also the mental health for uh, employees um, and um, <clears throat> and again this is something that I have seen really good business cases on uh, mm -hmm. and we can go down that road on how and when and how as we can build a healthy organization so it fits the white employees needs yeah. so we really ensure that they are being retained but but i will just highlight that this is some of the pillars that uh, our leaders are more um curious about uh, uh, today because if there is a, a long perspective and a long relationship you can say for for the employer and the employee uh, that it has to be more than just a competences fit it has it has to go a deep diver uh, and uh, and uh, and here it's about cultural awareness it's about mental um, healthiness 
and physical healthiness. It's excellent. I mean, I think relating to hiring, I mean, I think when, when organizations are looking for the right candidate, in your experience, you know, taking what you've said there, how, how, do, how can companies create you know, an interesting candidate value proposition that is your, to your point, that doesn't only yeah. attract talent, but actually yeah. nurtures, you know, their overall satisfaction, yeah. mental health, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and really just um, elaborating on exactly that point, what I have experienced is that um, if you are a healthy organization and if you are prioritizing employee health on a strategic level, uh, you are also more able to attract the right talents to begin with. Um, yeah. So if you actually have a pipeline of opportunities for how you can foster a culture that is inclusive, that is healthy, that is aligned with your ESG, so it isn't just, yeah. you know, plan, strategy, it's goals, it's milestones, no, it's how you act, it's how you are cultivating your organization so that you foster uh, social clubs where you foster work relationship where you foster networking um, and to be specific what is it then we have done um, is of course many things we have a cultural wheel mm -hmm. uh, so in many organizations you will see a people and culture wheel where you have many processes and pipelines there is now in the beginning of the year a performance improvement um, or performance uh, uh, management process uh, or uh, an end of the year there is an organizational review. But how is it that you can link your operational processes with your cultural processes? That is something that we have linked in blog points. So we call it a cultural wheel where we have different activities when it comes to uh, diversity when it comes to ESG, especially under the S component, we have well-being activities, and then we have the company um, events like uh, kick-off uh, or town halls. These bigger company events where you also get together and um, and and get company traditions in the organizations, and something that we really has been. Um, implemented with a high success it is everything related to healthiness and everything related to sport and yeah. mental exercise during working hours and mm -hmm. um, the first time i introduced the healthiness and sport activities during working hours it was a, in a tech organization it was a, with a scale-up and uh, and I will really remember the CFO uh, in a in a one on one with me looking in my eyes and said, "Is this really a business case? Would you like your employees going to sport club clubs like boxing, tennis, paddle, uh, running clubs? What is the business case? What is the financial impact of those?" Uh, great ideas that you may have, Charmaine. That was the question for my former CFO. Yeah. And I really understand that question for sure. Um, but uh, the business case is there. Uh, for getting healthier employees, you will see that employees, they actually have more headspace. They have more yeah. headspace to take the right decisions. They have yeah. more headspace to... Uh, become more productive in their daily work. Mm -hmm. They are more uh, actually more uh, open for change. They are more uh, open for um, being accountable 
uh, themselves um, yeah. uh, and uh, and actually also this about how can I do things differently in my daily work? What is it? Yeah. What routines can I improve myself? If I want to go to this sport club, I have to go for my working hours two hours earlier, but I still have the same amount of work. How can I possibly do that? And actually, if you change your mind in practicing, you know, effectiveness at work, you will also see that you are able to effectiveness your own time. Uh, So you do become more productive. And you will also be better in Eisenhower has a really good, you know, figure of how is it you can prioritize what is urgent, what is really urgent, what is not urgent, what is just important, etc. And 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 try to ask yourself this question: what is what is really urgent, uh, and and what is just nice too. Um, I think we all have, if we wanted, 20 hours a day. So everything you do, it is a prioritization. And um, actually prioritizing healthiness, you will see that you will become more productive and you will become um, more uh, positive or more, maybe not positive isn't the right word, but just to be data specific, I can see that my employees, they are... Uh, reducing uh, the amount of uh, uh, hours or days uh, on the sick leave account. So um, the productivity are increasing and uh, what we are paying in overtime working hours, normally it is decreased uh, and we have employees that are less sick uh, and we have employees that are less on stress leave. Um, so, so that is the business case that nice. the organization has to believe on. And it takes mm-hmm. time to make these math calculations because there has yeah. to be, of course, a pilot period where you try it out for six months to begin with. So you really can see the impact, but the impact is there. Uh, and uh, and here you really can link your activities with rest of your strategy work. Everything you have connected to inclusiveness building up more social club, building up more um, groups for, uh, uh, it could be for women in tech, it could be for females in tech. If they could do sport together, it's easier also to talk about work afterwards. So what I'm seeing in the paddle court is actually not that they are discussing uh, the match, it's more that they are discussing the code. Uh, that they are working on uh, in the uh, tech organizations. Uh, so, um, so, so, so it fosters more work collaboration uh, at the same time where they are being uh, healthier and um, and stronger uh, mentally. Fantastic. I mean, I was actually I was going to ask you next around mm-hmm. kind of work life balance, etc. But you, you've yeah. covered that superbly. Yeah. Um, and. In terms of so obviously doing these activities, you know, the you, you then need to see the business case and you know that will be retention, lower sick leave, etc. Yeah. Are 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 your employees more likely to then refer other, you know, potential candidates into the process? Do you yeah. get a better yeah. kind yeah. of networking yeah. from that as well? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um because the reputation is positive and um and something that I am realizing daily and I'm still getting a bit maybe surprised of it is that it's no longer, you know, a 
satisfying remuneration package that can attract yeah. the right talents. Actually, what that can attract the right talents, it is networking, as you say. It is about that you have a good friend or not a friend, but someone you know from your network that are talking positively about a positive and great work environment where the whole uh, uh, human being are being hired and not just the competences. Uh, That's a really good point. here uh, Here you can really get the same kind of energy and you can get the same kind of talent into your organization Mm -hmm. so i'm actually no longer discussing what benefits like should i have two percent more in my bonus payments i'm I'm more discussing um will i be able to attend the dhl ways that's something we have in denmark where our employees Mm -hmm. are joining a running event together where they want free miles together and have a good laugh afterwards. And it's great that there is this initiative. Um, and uh, if organizations support those, you will also mm-hmm. see that uh, the reputation out in the market, it will spread and you will mm-hmm. only attract employees with that mindset. Mindset where they are willing to go the extra mile. They are willing to work extra hours. What they want in return is just a healthy uh, work environment. Yeah. Um, I think in my experience, I have had many top leaders ask to me, Shemin, can you do something about the culture? You call yourself people and culture. I want more, you know, cultural vibe, more, more energy in our organization. What is it we can do? Yeah. And this is not a quick fix. This is not... You know, magic, there's really not a magic formula for creating great work environment or great mm-hmm. working culture. Uh, but there is something that I'm always uh, saying to my leaders. It is start with treating your employees as you want to be treated yourself. Yes. Try to, you know, stand up for yourself, stand up for your values and let them yeah. go hand in hand with your own um, personal interest. Um, and if you can find a employer that really can link what you think are important in life with your work environment, I, I think I think we have a relationship for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and um, it's uh, it's really here we can talk about retention and not the two percent extra in bonus that you can get everywhere these days. Mm-hmm. Um, the work environment is where we get belongingness in the organizations. Excellent, super. Really, really good. And I like your point around hiring the whole human being, you know, and not just the, yeah. the competencies or the experiences is very valid. And um, maybe, maybe just, you know, that you, you mentioned at the start around mental health and, yeah. you know, clearly, yeah. you know, I, I think the last three or four years have definitely made that more visible in terms yeah. of the changes that have happened. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, even though it's prevalent, it's sometimes overlooked. Yeah. In, in your experience, how can HR and TA leaders play a more proactive role in, in supporting that, you know, yeah. not only when they're employees, but also through the, the hiring process as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can uh, you can start to ask the specific employee what is important for you when it comes to mental health. Uh, mm-hmm. Because mental health can be generated from different angles. Uh, yeah. So mental health for us, let's say a young female in the beginning of the 30s that just have become a mother, Maybe mental health can be connected to having hours together with the little baby. 
It could also be a, another female in the beginning of the 30s that are um, getting mental health when they are away, when she is reading a book. Uh, mm -hmm. So actually, I will say it is so individual and that is something that could kind of be analyzed with asking the employees what is important for you when we uh, talk about mental health. Um, I, see, I think I have seen too many people and culture organization rolling out meditation at work, meditation uh, during lunch uh, or yeah. yoga clubs uh, during mm -hmm. working hours where none are participating. And because they simply just haven't asked them, is it something that you could be motivated about? Is it really here that you are getting your wee boost of energy where you are mentally more prepared for your next meeting if you have this kind of yoga clubs? I, I think the, the link, the missing link, it is that the conversation hasn't really been there. So, so it is really simple. Try to understand what is the ground tone in your organization. Um, it's, it's actually quite funny because the last time I asked that question, it was for a, a smaller tech team mm -hmm. uh, where they were a bit disappointed about something. And I really wanted to understand what is it we can do better, uh, especially in people and culture. Are there any initiative or events or leadership training or courses that we can that we that we can benefit from let us know what the need are and and they told me shemaine you just need to get the basic right and i said yeah. okay basic right okay what does that really mean that might mean some data in the systems isn't correct so i went down to my or, or operational team and they really like guaranteed me that everything is in order. Then I went back to the team again. I said, what does it mean? Get the basic, right? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. And then they told me, well, Shemaine, something we really want is just good beer in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. and, and I was like laughing because I was thinking about bigger project or now <laughs> we should roll out a clean up data system. Or, but it was not the ask. The ask was so simple. What they wanted, it was beer in the fridge so they could socialize after working hours and they didn't want it, you know, just the ordinary one. They wanted a real APR or something like that. It was yeah. It, that was what they wanted, and and I, I yeah, and yeah, and and, and so ask the question. Ask the question. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, absolutely, excellent, really good. Um, maybe maybe just to to close off. And um, I mean, I think your your passion for people and culture, for you know, healthy hiring, mm -hmm. you know, productive hiring, you know, hiring the the, the full human. Um, you know, and not the competencies is, is absolutely excellent. But, you know, two other HR and T leaders listening to the podcast, yeah. what would be your um, biggest learning throughout your HR career or what advice would you share? Um, I think something that uh, we in people and culture are really good at, it is um, people reading. It is yeah. understanding our employees. And uh, sometimes um, we also need to go into a battle where we are fighting for our employees. And uh, my biggest advice is to be bold and uh, be sure that uh, you are fighting the right um, um, uh, topics because the most important assets in an organization, it is the people. 
Uh, and uh, being people-centric, you will see success in your organizations. Yep. Uh, so stand up for yourself so you ensure you stand up for your employees. Um, it is um, it is the most important uh, thing we have in all organizations. It is our employees. Excellent. Super. Really excellent podcast. Um, you know, I, I think your insights... You know, are, are absolutely super, Charmaine, and, and thank you for your time. And and also, thanks to our listeners. Hope you've enjoyed the session. I certainly have. Please feedback if there's any other topics that you would like me to discuss in future. Uh, but most importantly, th- thank you, Charmaine, for the insights. It's been excellent. Thank you so much, Gavin. It was a truly pleasure. Excellent. Good. See you soon. We do. Thank you.